disco, disco, disco. I am going to Mount Kisco. I am going to buy Crisco. The baker cake so I can disco, disco, disco. Disco, disco, disco. Trump, Trump's people, they bought up a huge quantity of it, and now they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah, they got to they gotta dump it. <laughs> yeah, pump idiots. and dump. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Classic pump and dump scheme. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get let's, we don't We don't like to talk about it. Saturday night in Fort Lauderdale. Pump and dump. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how we do. <laughs> all right, you ready to get? You ready to forget all that and get into this, uh, Aaron? Now, Aaron, I oh, hell you, yes. you are going to be a good sport about this, right? Because you you know this really isn't me and Barry's jam normally. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay, that, but, we'll, yes. but, but it'll be fine. You should be um, in. Yeah. Is there, if you play video I mean, games, you should be in some some. You should get your your um, tanky armor on <laughs> and maybe drink it. Me and Barry have been pre-drinking, so maybe yeah. have you pre Maybe you do a little pre-drinking. Pre- I like pre-drinking. Yeah, yeah that's we awesome. Did. <laughs> but we know that you can take it. You can take yeah, whatever you're we dish fine. Out. I'm not. You're, you're, For you're, sure. You're, uh, you're listen, I, I considered a few different albums, and ultimately I went, you know what? These G- guys would never listen to no, this. I'd be willing to switch. Right now, right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, it could even be worse. No, it could be worse. I know oh, it right. could be worse for sure. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we'd like to welcome you all again, Barry. Before anything else, we have a new patron. I love it. Newest patron, Mr. Nick Estes. Thank you, Nick. Yes, welcome to the uh, Patreon. I used to shoot. Family. I used to when I was a kid. Estes uh, rockets. You would build a rocket, shoot them to Estes rocket motors. Okay, well that's probably Nick's family. He's there probably you go. a multi-millionaire, uh, you know, rocket uh, entrepreneur, um, model, <laughs> model rocket. But you can entrepreneur. go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron of the show, like our new uh, friend Nick Estes. Uh, all right. So without further ado, we have a guest. This was supposed to be another live at Laser Wolf. Yeah. But God Here damn we are, Liza. No. Yeah. God damn it. We can't. We're not no. ready yet. Live I at know. Barry's dining room table. It's eight eight feet apart. Eight feet apart, and we have her via via satellite. She wanted to do video chat, but we, me and Barry, no, t- to explain no. to her, no one wants to see me and Barry at yeah. all. But welcome, Miss <laughs> Erin Lee, to the show. Welcome, Erin. Hey. Thanks for uh, the welcome. So great to have you on again. You were our guest. That you did a live at Laser Wolf already. We did Weezer, the Weezer first record, and that was awesome. Uh, Aaron, we should say you're on air personality, but you're on a little hiatus now. But on air personality for 104.3 The Shark, uh, and and you you have you're you're part of the new uh, local public access channel Live Apparatus, which is awesome. And, where, uh, where can people find Live Apparatus? Liveapparatus.org, and then the Across all social media platforms at Live Apparatus. Okay. Yeah, right. So YouTube, Instagram, you guys are all over. And uh, yeah, one one's doing a bang up job of putting us out there and and uh, spreading the word. So it's been going very well. Yeah. So, so is, it like, awesome. is it like chat roulette? No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's <laughs> not like chat roulette. <laughs> no. Uh, live shows. You guys just did one last night. It was awesome. You had uh, Las Nubes, right? And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, you got to see a live band? You, well, you get er- to see a band play, uh, sort of. Via, Aaron, via Aaron Zoom chat. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she hosts yeah. it, and it is great. And and you are the host of your own podcast now, Gone Overboard with Aaron, right? Indeed, yes. Thank you no for problem. the plug. You can find that uh, on Spotify. You can also check it out via my website, thegoldenhearthealer.com. 
So yeah, I've been keeping busy during quarantine, trying have, to anyway. Yeah. And I will be, Aaron. I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. I did listen to the first episode, and you were, you're awesome, of course. I could listen to you all day, but it's not my. I, I honestly, I don't even understand what it is. What it is? What is it? Your, well, what, what are you? Um, what are you? What, I, can, I can. We can handle the truth. Um, what are you talking about on your podcast? So my podcast is a hybrid of both my love and passion for music and a 20 career 20 year career in music and radio married with my spirituality or my spiritual side so uh, i've been for the last two years doing um psychic readings mediumship oracle card readings reiki sessions and that was you know trying trying to find the happy medium between those two very different aspects of my personality was uh bringing it all together in a podcast because believe it or not it comes up a lot in the music world I'm sure. as well yeah i believe it and yeah that's the part i didn't get the spiritual part you know but but the, the music not, part I got, is, i'm very undeep yeah. like the opposite of someone deep that i'm the opposite of that. right <laughs> like if, but, if there was like spiritual <laughs> cardboard that's that's rob he's like made of cardboard spiritual cardboard <laughs> that should be in a t-shirt that would be great I, that'll be the that'll be the name of, of my next podcast i'm like naga i'm like one step up like spiritual naga like yeah, a probably like a, so you're kind of kind of uh, chewy cheap, and rough around like a cheap old couch you know but you know different stro- different strokes for different folks and speaking of that what is the what is the record that you brought to us uh what are we talking about aaron I brought you Death of a Bachelor, Panic at the Disco, their uh, album from 2015, 2016 I believe. 2016 or 2015, yeah. 2016, yeah. there we go. Did, and obviously not a record that would come across, that me and Barry would come across no. our radar at all, probably, but that's no. fine. Um, yeah, but we're going to talk about it. And a panic. Yes, the but- mid 50s male demographic was not who this record was made for. No, no. <laughs> For, for sure, that's that's why I brought it to the table. I'm, I'm challenging your. That's a good. That's a I'm good word. Your, we love your, it. That's yeah. a good word you just used. Yeah, yeah, challenging. challenging. <laughs> but uh, in in I will say uh, you were like because uh, Aaron, you would think you know for you you obviously you had other things in mind, and I know you're a big. Um, uh, Dave Matthews Band fan, so I, I well, like was to say afraid, that Barry, he was really afraid of that. At least Dave Matthews coming. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you guys it could have been, been worse. worse. I could have brought you Dave Matthews that's Band. That's some kids to, to go by. It could always be worse. I, could be Hootie. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could have brought you Foo Fighters. I did well, not bring you Foo Fighters. Yeah, two of my right. two of my yeah, other yeah, favorite bands. Right. You did. Yeah. You did. But that's. But then no, that's fine. I'm glad you brought this. Now let me ask you. All right. So this. But this. I didn't realize this came out in 2016. But this was their fifth fifth album. But really the first because the the main guy uh, Brendan Uri is it Uri or Yuri. Yuri. Okay, Brendan Yuri. So this is basically his solo project at this point, right? Because he basically yeah. he's the only everything. original member. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So yes. were you a fan of theirs like right from the start? I was not a fan of theirs right from the start. Ah, so interesting. Is this the record that that you discovered them or came on across your radar? Yes. So prior to you know when um, there was the first big wave of emo bands. Uh, that it all came from that same genre, that same era, My Chemical Romance, Fallout Boy, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It, I was just in that sweet spot of the too old to be an emo teen and like finding my footing in my own personal taste in my early 20s. So I missed that whole era altogether the first time. And I right. was also in a relationship with somebody who 
would write it off before it could even start. So, you know, the person that you're with always influences your musical taste as well, to a degree. True, true. Oh, well, and screw, screw him. But <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Robert. I know. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> right, but, I, but um, so then it, the timing of this record and, and why I, I grew to love it the way I did is because it was released almost on a perfect timeline with the shark launching. Oh, okay. 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 So, you know, when you work for a radio station and you you grow to, um, you know, you, you're by virtue of being a host on a show, you're promoting the music, you're promoting a record. So when you catch somebody on an album cycle and you're hearing that music a lot, because when you work in radio, you hear it a lot. A lot. Yes. <laughs> We're going to play so, that one more time. <laughs> so to me, um, you know, when we first signed on as a radio station, the lead single from Death of a Bachelor uh, is Hallelujah, which I believe is the third track. Yes. And uh, I heard it just driving around in my car. You know, I was listening to this station. It was a brand new radio station, maybe weeks old at this point. And I'm just studying the music and getting to know some of the stuff in the format that I wasn't as familiar with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it's always my goal to be as knowledgeable about the music as possible, because how can I share that information with listeners if I'm sure. not? Yes. So well, I hear I mean, Hallelujah. That's admirable because you can hear a lot of uh, DJs that don't really give a crap about the, the right. backstory and, and at all. And you can kind of tell, right? You can tell <laughs> yeah. they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. See, yeah, to yeah. me, I'm such, a, I'm such a huge fan of music that I want it to come across you're, when you're I'm genuine. talking you're about... You're too genuine you're a person a real to person. fake it. You that's right. <laughs> well, thank that's you. That's why you're on our show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I heard Hallelujah, I did not know it was Panic at the Disco. And I was like, God, that singer, just his voice is amazing. And what yeah. is this song? And, and it just grabbed me in just the right way, as songs will do. And when I realized it was Panic, I was like, oh, the same Panic yeah. at the Disco that had this, this, you know, I write sins, not tragedies. I was like, okay, this is a whole different sound from them, a whole different direction. I'm going to have to investigate this further. Right. right. Yeah, because it, 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 it really is. I never, you know, I, in reading about them, I realized, which is, it's kind of amazing. They were basically like high school. They were all in high school when yeah. they first got signed. Right. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. guess the uh, Fall Out Boy dude was the one that first dis- sort of discovered them. They're from Las Vegas, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but this, but this album was a, a departure from their sound. Because if, 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 like, I was to describe this to someone who never heard them, I would say it's like a... Frank Sinatra, like a a young Frank Sinatra fronting an emo band that was obsessed with Queen. That's sort of (laughs) that, yeah. Accurate description. Yeah, Yeah, very accurate. Okay. Um, Yeah, so this, so yeah, this basically, like we said, is this guy, Brendan Urie, and and he he obviously is super talented because he basically plays everything on this. Pretty much, yeah. And I was telling Barry, it's funny because he, he, you know, like, Obviously, it's produced. It's funny. I'll be honest. In listening to it the first time, I, it was hard for me to concentrate because all I kept thinking was how much Barry was going to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of the production, mostly because of the production, because it, I know super, Barry super doesn't slick, like like really yeah. slick overproduced stuff, slick and it stuff. is very overproduced. But I was told well, it's very much produced. It's meant to be ear candy. And yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually a sure. fan of some ear candy, and I like that. But I was telling Barry, I, I actually 
YouTube some shows and live shows because I wanted to see if this guy could really sing. And he, uh, he can really sing. He has an amazing voice. And, like, you see him live, and he sounds just like he does on the record. And right. he's got, like, this really yep. crazy range. And he's, like, running around, like, hugging people and running around and still singing these, like, super high. So, yeah, he is obviously super talented. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, glad. <laughs> now you now see <laughs> when I heard when when I heard because I I knew you were into this band I think I saw you post about it but I thought maybe Jonas because you have a your son Jonas maybe Jonas was into it and you know sometimes your kids can and and this is good for parents like good advice for parents like get show get a little interested in what your kids are listening true, to true true give it a, give it a shot because, yeah mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, well, my kids well, you know my kids have turned me on to stuff right so, exactly yeah. mine too yeah same but Jonas and, didn't turn and Jonas into, does. Look- he does love this band, yes. Right, but he loves um, it because you loved it first, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Full, full disclosure, absolutely. Yeah, but okay, I did that's first. Cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're, you're like a big kid. You guys are you're you're kind of like a big sure. sister. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so the whole the sort of the it, this is sort of like a loosely based concept record, right? Because supposedly he wrote and recorded after getting married, right? Yes. He got married to Sarah, his wife, Sarah, in 2013. So sort of the concept of it is like a loose concept celebrating uh, the end of his hedonistic uh, single life, like the death of a bachelor. Yeah. Exactly. Transition from from bachelorhood and singledom to being married. Yes. Right, right. Like usually if you you make a whole record about that, maybe you're not totally comfortable with the idea. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I kind of get that. I kind of get expre- that. I need to express something. I about know. Well, this. You, I kind of get that vibe on here too, yeah. and some of the lyrics yeah. and everything. You, you do kind of get that. Like he's not, he's not really leaving it all behind. Yeah. Right. He's a rock star. What do you want? I mean, exactly. you marry a rock I was, star. I was just gonna say, to be fair, as a rock star, you, you kind of get to, you know, party it up or live it up more than the average person it's would. True. Anyway. Or at least you did until <clears throat> March 2020. Now. <laughs> now, <laughs> now Here's the big question, which I don't even know. Is he still married to this love of his life that changed it, that made him a bad... Is, yes. is he still married? Oh, good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Because, you know, sometimes yeah. these marriages, these rock star marriages... Mm, yeah. <laughs> don't always go, probably not uh, as, go the distance. Yeah, probably not as bad as being married to a professional athlete, but yeah. similar close. challenges. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's challenging, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Whose lipstick is this? Right, right. But uh, yeah, like you said, Barry, he can't. He's not touring around now. He's got no his right. Own, They're know. all stuck. You know, that's the thing. You, that's that's people have to discover all sorts of interesting things about themselves because they're stuck with themselves. So you, Aaron, I know you obviously do a lot of uh, live shows. So you've gotten like once you became a big fan of them, uh, did you get to see them live? Yeah, I've seen them several times live, and I've actually met Brendan and interviewed him as well. Of course you have. Of course. That's awesome. So is he, uh, how was he in person? Was he a cool guy in person? Good guy? He's a super cool guy in person, and even beyond that, it's like hanging out with a friend. Even if you're meeting him for the first time, he makes you feel so comfortable. Wow. That's good. That's good to hear. That was uh, David yep. Bowie's David Bowie's trick too. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> right, well, people right. would meet him and be like, "Oh, it was the, 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 like we're best friends forever." That's good. That's that's good. Like I said, the video I saw videos of him and he's running through the um, this giant like arena, but he's like going through and like hugging people and stuff, and he did seem very genuine. But if you just read the lyrics and stuff, he also seems like he could be full of himself a little too. 
but maybe that's just the uh, bachelor he's thing a that he's leaving. What do you want? I mean, I guess, how do you get yeah. to be a guy like this? I know. Why could this that, record? Yeah, when self-effacing. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I've revisited this record over the last couple of days because it's not uh, you know heavy in my rotation as it was when it first came out or even the year after. Right. And he's, they've since released another one. Um, but, you know, revisiting over the last couple of days, I thought about the lyrics and I thought about the conversations that you guys would have with me and that maybe the questions that would come up and, and especially about the lyrics. Now, the persona of Brendan Urie when he's up on stage and doing his rock star thing and who you meet backstage just bullshitting are two totally different people oh, okay good okay well that's good Great. to hear so to me when i read or when i hear the lyrics or when i you know i'm, I'm listening to the music or whatever <coughs> it's this big showy like fun bravado thing that he's got going on is like we all have one aspect of our personality or our personality amplified and as a personality myself i can appreciate where that comes from sure yes yeah and with other people, it's just what they act like when they're on cocaine. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know. Uh, that's a whole different We've thing, seen yeah. that in action, too, oh, we, we? Of course we have. Uh, for yeah. sure. We yes. live in South yeah. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, so. part and parcel, yeah. So and, this, this and, uh, person's words per minute just went up by, like, 100%. <laughs> Holy sh... Yeah. Right? <laughs> actually, actually, the very first time I interviewed him, we played... Operation, the game together, and I beat him. Ah, uh, oh, oh, okay. Nice. Look at that. You can't get more down to earth than that, right? Yeah. It was super fun. And that's Jonas awesome. was actually with me and, and met him as well. Oh, very cool. What a, what, a, what a great mom you are. That's awesome. Well, thanks. All right. So let's get, uh, let's get into this record. I will be, uh, for, as I'm going to continue to be brutally honest with you, me and Barry both, because we're not going to This is not you. for you're, us. You're an adult. That's right. I, the, the first two songs were the least favorite songs on the record. I didn't even know if I'd get through it, but I actually liked it. As it went through, I liked, I liked it more as it went through. But I'll tell you what, and, and it's ironically, the first couple songs, there's like, Seven writers, like seven oh, it's co-writers. One of the, I didn't look it's at the writing credits. Yeah. So if I always say, if it takes seven people to write a song, it better be uh, uh, one of the greatest songs ever. And I will say, <laughs> it's not. It's not that. All right. But was one of them Peter Rivers Wolf? Cuomo, Peter Wolf no. from Jay, Jay Giles because he's on. A, he did a lot of that. Rivers Cuomo is on the first uh, song. Uh, our, uh, yes, our Weezer dude. I, I was. I actually was hoping that you would mention that because. Everything comes full circle, isn't that it fantastic? Sure does. How that exactly, works? exactly. We did, uh, and he's a, a, a he's an amazing songwriter. But so maybe maybe just Brendan and Rivers probably could have written this song. I don't know if they needed the other five people, but uh, you know who knows. <laughs> but let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of the opening track, Victorious. I know you need 
<laughs> I forgot. I didn't think we should have said farewell to all of our uh, king. Anyone who listened to the king, king enjoyed the king episode. episode we've uh, lost uh, them. As yeah, a we've listener. lost them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So what? What is he? Pr- I was reading about this. So what's the idea of this song, uh, Aaron? You, you know, I'm sure you know, right? <laughs> what? So, uh, to me, victorious is. How you feel when you're just on top of the world, when you've had a really awesome night out with your friends, when you just have lost all give a fuck, for lack of a better way to describe it, and you just are having the time of your life, you feel good. That's that's what the song is to me. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I read a thing, uh, uh, interview. I, I I actually do do homework in these, even when he, it's not he, my cup of he tea. Does. And he said he's he, a good boy. He was never really great at sports and never picked first for the team. So he said he feels like what he missed in that regard, he sort of made up for in passion, the passion he has for like music. You know, right. that's sort of his. So he, yeah. you know, feel he could feel victorious. It's not just. It doesn't have to just be about sports. You know, it could be about anything. Yes. Yes. Yep. And, uh, Just that, yeah. that super like confident feeling, yeah. And yeah. the the music video is actually a good portrayal of that as well. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, there, I'm sure that's a big part of their uh, music, the videos. I, I hear they have very uh, honestly. I, I checked out the live stuff more because I wanted to see if this guy could really sing, and he could. But I didn't check out some of the videos. But I'd heard they're actually production, their whole thing. And, yep. and, and yep. now one thing he does a lot, he throws in a lot of um, a pop culture uh, references in a lot of his songs, and he says. Yes. Uh, Double bubble, disco queen, headed for the guillotine. Skin as cool as Steve McQueen. Let me be your killer king. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that the majority of Panic of Disco fans don't even know who Steve McQueen is. Probably not. <laughs> and would they know who um, the killer? He says, "What's the, what's the line about killer queen?" Well, he says, "You're killer king." Killer king, but, but yeah, he's, I think it's a reference because they're to queen. Yeah, definitely a queen reference. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So going and, over the head. He, Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, he, he covers Queen live as well. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't find that. I got to find that too. Yeah. So I just yeah, imagine, this song, he does. I imagine oh, nice. this song playing like on a loudspeaker came out of a tank rolling into Fallujah. That was kind of my... <laughs> sure. Machine guns and, you know, the explosions all around. Okay, so, so this next song, the second song, has the seven songwriters, and then it's also got... The B, every member of the B-52s because he samples the beginning. So it's listed. There's like there's like 12 people listed as the right. songwriters. Okay. Uh, because he, uh, which is, it, it's actually kind of cool because he used it at the beginning of Rock Lobster. Well, really, the estate of Ricky Wilson should get all basically all the royalties <laughs> from this get song. All of it. Well, he used it as a placeover because he loved it. He obviously loved it. And what he loved about the B-52s is true because he said they always sound like a party like every song's a party that's which the is point true. though true yeah but then he asked permission and they gave it to him I, i'm gonna say because they they really liked him love the band i'm not gonna be cynical and say because they figured oh yeah this this uh, yeah. platinum selling guy it's wants gonna, to sample our song yeah. yeah that sounds like a good they're check. not they're they're they're, <laughs> they're they're smart folks yeah they're not idiots. let's that's just right. do a little bit of don't threaten me with a good time Woke up in my underwear No liquor left on the shelf I should probably introduce myself You should have seen what I wore I had a cane and a party hat 
I was the king of this hologram Where there's no such thing as getting out of hand Memories tend to just pop up Drunk pre-meds and some rubber gloves 5,000 people with designer drugs Don't think I'll ever get enough Gasoline. He's lifted that from somewhere, and I got to figure out where the, the three-word. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You, it's kind of something familiar. I'll put my brain to work on that between okay. now and the, when we mix this episode. So you, Aaron, obviously you, uh, worldly woman of radio, you you got the reference right away. You knew that was a uh, um, rock lobster at the beginning that they lifted it. Oh, for sure. It. Yeah, yes. and it is cool. I mean, it, it's cool. Um, Again, now, do you know, how did he end up just being him? Like, what's the what happened with all these other band members? So, to the best of my knowledge and understanding, is that he, you know, because like you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, they all got together when they were teenagers. I feel like there was probably a lot of growth that happened during you know, the, the first couple of years on tour, I think some members just didn't want to keep doing the grind of touring anymore. Oh, okay. I, I know that, um, uh, Dallin Weeks, who was like his primary guy up until this record split off to do his own thing. He's now in a band called, I don't know how, but they found me. Okay. <laughs> these, band, these, these kids love like these long band names, right? For sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. And, and by the way, as an aside to that, this Death of a Bachelor record is probably the shortest song titles out of any Panic album prior to. Oh, okay, because they have they have the really long uh, titles too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think that it, there was a little bit of you know growing pains and a little bit of burnout and you know ki- kind of like a maybe a, a disagreement in direction of who wanted to go which way because I know that Brendan Urie makes it an absolute point to do something completely different sound-wise on every record. And, oh, okay. That's uh, cool. So to me, may, I mean, th- I'm not sure if I read this or if this is just my, my own personal take on it, but I feel like maybe not everybody wanted to do the same thing he did, so he's like, well, then I'll just continue to do it anyway. Right, right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, exactly. All right, so now we get the third song. This is the song, the first song that you heard from this that sort of made you... So now when you get the... You didn't have to go out and buy it, right? Because you work at radio. You probably just stole it from don't the station. Make her, right? Don't make her... She, she, of course, she bought the physical CD. Okay, just, and she bought the vinyl. Not and the, enough, and nothing. the cassette. I have, uh, I have a lot of uh, overpriced tour merch. So. Uh, okay, <laughs> good. So you're you a go. supporter. You're a good supporter. All right, yeah, so this I'm, is Hallelujah. I'm wearing a shirt right now. Oh, oh, all nice. right. Good for Rob's you. Rob's wearing a Jacuzzi Boys shirt. Hey, I shout am. out to Jacuzzi nice. Boys. There Represent. Yeah. Um, so this was not the cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, but this is his own. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
a second-hand lovers Oh, tied up in pretty young things In a state of emergency Who was I trying to be? Then the time of being sad is over And you miss them like you miss no other And being blue is better than being over it This is not a record you couldn't listen to it uh, depressed. You're definitely not going to get depressed no. to listen, to, uh, listen to it. It's very joyous. It's, it's all not very an, up it's and not joyous. Super, it's not an yeah. It's not an introspective sort of like right. uh, you just said. The, it's not the Leonard going hallelujah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not right. not the somber tones that you think of. No, mm, <laughs> exactly, no. exactly. But that's fine. And so, um, Aaron, he and there's he, a lot of him. If you like him. In the headphones, yes. his vocally. Oh yeah, because it's all it, him. It's he all like him. he like yeah. stacks his vocals a lot, yeah. much like Queen, obviously. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. So Aaron, you you he grew up in a religious household, right? Uh, yeah, Mormon. Mormon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm sure some of his family is like, whoa, <laughs> what happened to this? He's going to come back to the church. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll return to the church. But that's yeah, because go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, so a, a lot of the the theming and the elements of that particular track are, it, from what I've read, him, um, you know, grappling with questions about his religion and and how to how to incorporate his faith with the lifestyle that you lead as a touring artist. Right. Right. Right, which is, uh, yeah, so that, that's what I said. It's like, he, I feel like he's still saying you could be joyous and say hallelujah about, you know, about other things, you know, not just... Maybe not, not just, just about, the Church of Jesus Christ well, of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know there's a weird thing uh, that uh, scientists, there's a study, they determined that Mormons can recognize each other in photos... Like if they show people Mormons really? photos of other what? That's a thing? people, is that yeah, really a it's thing? For real, it's really a thing. I believe that. That there's that, a yeah. there's a a better than there's a statistically significant uh, thing where Mormons can spot other Mormons in okay. photos just by their facial characteristics. Well, I can tell you from experience, it, it's the same thing with uh, Jews. I, I could always well, see, a uh, spot a Jew Let's, a mile yeah, away, but yeah. you know that's just. <laughs> You. Susan and I were doing that on a Zoom birthday yeah. call this afternoon. We we're like, like going oh, through. He's a Jew. Spot he's the a Jew. Jew. Yeah. yeah so I guess same thing. But Mormon, yeah. you would think it would be harder, but maybe it's not for a Mormon. If you're a Mormon, you go, oh yeah, there's a, there's another one. And we it's were, funny. They're from Las Vegas, and also the guy from the uh, Killers, the singer for the Killers, is they're from Las Vegas, and he's he's a Mormon too, right? And also, he is Brandon, so it's Brandon and Brandon. Oh, yeah, oh wow. Brandon, Brandon. Mm, interesting. But they aren't I the would same, love to. They aren't the that same would be person, a tour. Though, right? <laughs> no, they're not the same person. <laughs> okay. Although, have we seen them in the same room together? Maybe. Uh, there you go. Uh, uh, no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. The big, uncovering the big stories here. At that <laughs> yeah, record. right. I'm, yeah. I'm totally joking. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I swear. So, <laughs> so now, do you know, Aaron, you're obviously much younger than me and Barry, but you know the uh, Emperor's, this next song, Emperor's New Clothes, you know the story of the emperor's new clothes, right? Hans, uh, yes. Hans Christian Andersen. Hans yep. Christian Andersen. Okay, so this is sort of like a takeoff on that. Let's just do a little bit of emperor's new clothes. Ready, 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 ready. 
Welcome to the end of eras Ices melted back to life Done my time and served my sentence Dress me up and watch me die If it feels good, tastes good It must be mine Dynasty decapitated You just might see a ghost tonight And if you don't know, now you know I'm taking back the Now, Aaron, I was just wondering, obviously, you and Jonas love this and you into it. What about your husband, Luis? What does he think? Uh, he appreciates, <laughs> he appreciates the, he appreciates the musicianship and, and where, you know, Brendan Urie uh, comes from as an artist, but does he like it like we do? For sure, no. A diplomatic, yeah, it sounds very diplomatic, diplomatic of uh, Luis. You know me, I'm always diplomatic, <laughs> always. Yeah. Yeah. It has a, um, there's all, each track has a, there's a frenetic intensity yes. to this that just sort of, every track, it sort of, just sort of grabs you by the collar and shakes you. Yes. That seems yeah. to be the, you know, that's right. the MO. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah, this, I feel like he's saying, like, in the original uh, thing, the the king's, you know, not wearing any clothes, and everyone just, you know, has to say, oh, how beautiful it is, until right. some kid speaks up and Comes saying says, he's, he's naked. He's not wearing, he's naked, right? But in this song, Brendan, he, like, knows he's naked, but he doesn't care. Ah. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah and, yeah, and that's kind of, that's kind of the beauty to, of the whole thing, to, right? It's good to yes, feel that way. I think so. It's best not to try that, to put that into practice too often. <laughs> Find out. But he could do it. He could pull it off, though. I okay. mean, you couldn't, obviously. Right. He he has an entire music video where he is, in fact, naked in an earlier album. Of course, album. He, of really? course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> yes. Is he wearing yeah. a sock? He's got like a sock on his. Um, it doesn't. It. I mean, probably, but it, do, it it goes like right down to the right before the. You know. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Friend so. of mine got, friend of mine got naked at our twenty-year high school reunion. That was fun. <laughs> That, that has no relevance to anything. I put a sock over it. It was fun. The people loved it. They were clapping and laughing and dancing. It was Billy Taylor. You knew Rob. Oh, so. was it Billy Taylor? Yeah. Okay. He he also knew he was naked and didn't care. Mm, he was drunk. <laughs> okay. So there you go. There's there's where we make it all come together. There's that. <laughs> Alcohol. All right. So now let's take a little break because we're getting into the part of the record where I feel like it things, for me, uh, things get yeah. elevate more and yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it more. So let's take a little break. Me and Barry definitely need to refresh our drinks. Yeah. And I don't know, Aaron, are you? <laughs> what are you, what are you having tonight, Aaron? I am having a beautiful spiced rum with Coke. No, oh, nice. Good job. Okay, That's good. the way my, I roll. My That's son good. Henry would approve wholeheartedly. He loves spice rum and coke. Is, oh, I feel like that's really? a, yes. mm-hmm. is, That's isn't a good Henry like. Only <laughs> That's a good drink. I, I don't drink it because there's so much sugar in it, but no, it goes down easy. You know. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good like when you don't know what else to drink, you pour yourself yeah. a rum and coke, and you're good yeah. to go. That's right. right. It does not fight back. Good advice from Aaron Lee. Yeah. Uh, that record got me. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Uh, we're talking more. We're talking Panic at the Disco, Death of a Bachelor with Aaron Lee. We'll be back in a minute.
isthistomorrow at isthistomorrow.com is the proud sponsor of that record got me high. Is This Tomorrow is written and produced by Kelly Shane and Woody Compton, who are also the stars of a hit television detective series, now showing on the Eastern Airlines Television Network at selected terminals of an airport near you. Testosterone and Billy the Monster is the story of a hard-bitten pair of ex-cops who hit the streets with a thirst for vengeance and no regard for what's written in so-called law books. They bust into coffee houses, tea parties, socialist gatherings, living rooms, basements, attics, and other enclosed spaces with guns drawn, swinging a truncheon, and busting skulls with their other hand. They don't care who they hurt, or whose rights are violated, in the process of administering justice to liberal wackadoos and flag burners. Catch Testosterone and Billy the Monster at 8 p.m., Sunday nights, at Terminal T4 in Boston's Logan Airport, and in the lobby of the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex. And be sure and visit, is, this, tomorrow, dot, com. To check out this week's comic, that's is this tomorrow.com. We got Take our- another sip of my cocktail. Mm, <laughs> oh, cocktail. What are you guys drinking? You ask me. I don't know what you're drinking. The, the classic gla- that record got me high cocktail, which is um, third of a cup of vodka, third of a cup of seltzer, and then topped off a little bit of orange juice. Okay, that's, that's where we started. A respectable drink. Yeah. One hundred and uh, what is this? One hundred and twenty-six episodes ago. Nice. And uh, we have rotated through a few things, but. This, this is, is usually it's this usually is around. It's the go-to cocktail. Yeah, all right. Um, it's the Panic at the Disco cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I feel like that would be something like extra over the top with sparklers and shit on it. <laughs> yeah, it's tr- uh, yeah. You're right. It would be like yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. A yeah, Las Vegas. True. It would be a Las Vegas drink. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, all right. All right. We are back. This is that record got me high. We are talking to Aaron Lee. About hey. panic at the you know Barry we you know what I was thinking this is the second band we've done with the exclamation point in their name we did Godspeed, Godspeed you, you Black, Black Emperor, Emperor with yes, the exclamation right. point now we got panic at, at the, the disco, disco. true <laughs> and do you like right. uh, Godspeed you Black Emperor Aaron yeah I'm not I'm not familiar with them I know oh. the I know them by name but I do not know their music. Yeah, you probably that? heard there. You probably you probably just only know them from what was the movie that the guy oh, goes uh, twenty eight days later. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, oh, um, there's a movie where uh, he's Pineapple Express. Pineapple yeah, that's Express. Right. Oh, yeah. that's a great movie. Yeah, it is you, a great movie. You know yeah, he's from. talking about his girlfriend when she's going to go off to college and start listening to bands like Godspeed You Black Emperor. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, that would be some uh, a bill. Uh, a double bill, though, right? Okay. Cosby, oh, Black Emperor, and Panic at the Disco. Two Same crowds show. That, two crowds that <laughs> do not blend. So many exclamation points. Yeah, and two, <laughs> definitely oil and water. And Aaron introducing them both. <laughs> 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 All right, so now we are at the title track, and uh, this this is really his... I, so he didn't... So 
earlier records, he didn't have the Frank Sinatra crooner thing going so much that he really does on this record, right? Is that, Correct. Is that true? Yep. Okay. Okay. So he really leans into it. But obviously, like I said, he's, he does have a fantastic voice, and obviously he's super talented. Uh, yeah. So he, he pulls it off. And this, see, I like it. From here on, there's only three songwriters, Barry, on every song. So ah. I feel like <laughs> that's a little better. And uh, So let's listen to the title track, Death of a Bachelor. Do I look lonely? I see the shadows on my face People have told me I don't look the same Maybe I lost weight I'm playing hooky With the best of the best Put my heart on my chest So that you can see it too I'm walking the long road Watching the sky fall The lace in your dress tangles my neck How do I saxophone yeah there yes. are there's all all the horns on this much like the teardrop a couple weeks ago we did teardrop, teardrop explodes, explodes and they yeah. were real horns but they sounded like they could be synthetic or you know synthesizer but yeah these are all horns on was this. that two weeks ago yeah now it was. No, it was a week and a half ago yeah whatever <laughs> trying to time gets a little bit weird so it sure does, doesn't it? <laughs> was this a single? Yeah. This must have been a single off the record, right? Like it wasn't the first one was Hallelujah. Was this uh, second or third single on the record? No, I feel like the worst. Maybe I think it was oh, Hallelujah, okay. then Victorious, then Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time. Oh, okay. And and that and the the funny part is, I'm glad that you asked me this because as the song was playing, I I was thinking, oh, here's something I want to mention is that so i heard all of these other tracks first and i again being a radio person you hear the singles first and then later you you delve into the album right and when i finally said wow i i like several tracks off of this album i i'm gonna check out the entire thing i think i might be a panic at the disco fan i had heard all of those upbeat tracks that are front loaded at the beginning of this album right and and then i got to death of a bachelor and i'm like what the hell just happened right <laughs> it it lifts from a classic um crooner tune that i haven't figured out what it is but there's it's seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah. right it's, there yeah, but like, it's good i mean and you could picture he could have he could do this with just a piano and, just, and an upright bass and he could yeah. do it and oh, yeah. it would be great or would probably the, me and barry would appreciate it the more Nels, the nelson riddle orchestra basically oh right exactly there, exactly and um but yeah whatever Bre- brenda can do whatever he wants he can so, <laughs> so for sure performed live um, they have the whole horn section. They have a three-piece horn section. Right. And also performed live. That's usually... Uh, so for that 
particular tour, that was the 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 walking song, quote unquote, yes. that he would. You saw that when you I uh, did. watched the video. I saw it, and, and it's great. I mean, it's great. He's so going through, and he's yeah. singing the this, meet and greet song, and he's like hugging yeah. people, and and they're taking pictures with them, and he's singing this like challenging song like effortlessly, and he's running around and like hugging yeah. everyone and their mom. Yep. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's and awesome. it's. it's but it's got such a great like swagger to it you know yes, you feel exactly, like super exactly. like cool and confident listening to that song you're like yeah hell yeah <laughs> it's that one little riff yes where's who's he where did he grab that you know what that reminds me of it's a it's a um it's a tv show theme it is Ah, that's exactly what where was what I was thinking too. Well, Barry's going to think of it eventually. And I'll figure it out. I'll stick it in. I'll play it underneath it and out. Or he won't, and it'll drive him crazy, Aaron. And nah, it'll be your I, fault that Barry's yeah. in a. In a you put, your, put your brain to work on it. It'll figure it out. It'll reveal it to you in some way or another. I'll meditate on it. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Yes. Yeah. Do it. You can talk about it on your on your your podcast. All there right. So. This next song, this is my favorite song on the record just because it's got one of the great... I love... He's got a line in here that is brilliant. And, I knew uh, this was going to be your favorite, by the way. <laughs> did you really? really? Yes, well, I did. it's reference, you know. Yeah. You're, yep. She knows. Erin knows. All right. Uh-huh. Let's listen to a little bit of Crazy Equals Genius. You can set yourself on fire. Said at night in my dreams you dance on a tightrope of weird Oh, but when I wake up you're so normal that you just disappear You're so straight like commuters with briefcases towing the line There's no residue of a torture inside of your eyes She said you're just like Mike, love, but you wanna be Brian Wilson Brian Wilson said you're just like Mike, love, but you'll never be Brian Wilson And I said, Just like Mike Love, but, but you'll, you'll never, never be, be Brian, Brian Wilson. Wilson. Oh, that's that's <laughs> brutal. I was, I was uh, Mike Love. Mike Love. There's some good anagrams for Mike Love, <laughs> and um, because he's got the word evil in his name for sure. <laughs> so uh, we do E V I L. Oh see. God, yeah. Me and I don't know if you know, but me and Barry have a thing for Mike. I don't know, just something. Well, I'm sure a lot yeah. of people do because he's basically like a. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> he, he is an yeah. asshole. Yeah, I don't think that. You but that's need to... so. When I heard that, Aaron, yeah, you. So you figured it out. Yeah, when I heard that, I was just like, oh my god, that is brilliant. Um, I knew, yeah, that that's exactly what you would think, and I was so <laughs> stoked to talk to you about it because I'm like, this is going to be the song that that grabs Rob, and he's going to be like, okay, I found at least one that I could like. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, there's more than one, but yeah, this one it swings and it's got those horns, and the horns actually sound more like just horns in this one, right, Barry? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it swings. I mean, the song swings, and it's pretty cool. But it's got that brutal thing. Yeah, the my club thing is just great. You, you know, I don't. I don't imagine that when writing this, Brendan Urie thought there's going to be, 
you know, 30-something housewives prepping food in their kitchen to this song, but that's my favorite food prep song. No. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look at that. I, well. I like singing and dancing to that one. That's a good one. Oh, that's awesome. Well, one thing you do with the name Mike Love is K-Evil Emo. Mm. Oh. <laughs> K-Evil Emo. Oh, God. <laughs> look, at, look at you. You made that, like, perfect fit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Barry's into that. Barry's into uh, that. Anagrams are one thing. of the things that I do, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can yeah, I wonder that. If, uh, I, Brendan probably didn't think. He may have He may have thought about the, the the housewife dancing around, you know, cooking dinner, but he probably wouldn't have thought about the two no. uh, 50-something dudes yeah. being tickled by the Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably hey, didn't but a guess good, that. A good song reaches audiences of all ages. Agreed. Sure there does. There you go. That's true. Um, all right, so he moved. So basically, he moved from Las Vegas to Los Angeles and L.A. And spoiler alert, he loves yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he right. loves L.A. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, so this next one is about that, about love in L.A. Let's listen to a little bit of L.A. devotee. You got two black eyes from loving too hard, and a black car that matches your blackest soul. I wouldn't change it. You were refreshing. <laughs> By the yeah. way, that's the Rock Lobster drum beat. So, oh yeah. So he's got that in there. He's referenced that song twice on this record. Yes, you're right. You know, it sounded so familiar. That drum beat. Yeah, that's it's a Rock, Rock Lobster. Lobster yeah. yeah, and it's great. And that's another. There that's a go. classic ear candy example of a song. That's it is just ear candy because yeah, it's right. super catchy. Plus the lyrics. You know, you. I'm not. I'm, I've never been to L.A. But I've seen all those sights on TV. Yes, you know right. um, the black magic of you watch Mulholland watch, Drive, right, ba- watch Bosch. You know, you watch yeah. Bosch, and you'll get it all in there. It's intoxicating yeah, I, place. It's an intoxicating place. It is. I too have not been to LA. I've been to California, but not Los Angeles. Um, oh, you guys got. We should all take a trip together. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Trip. Let's uh, get Let's on a crowded flight. Got me high road right. trip. Yeah. My daughters, my daughters, both live in LA. We can go yep. there. We can. Hang One of them lives near the La Brea we'll Tar Pits. Samantha, we, yeah, can, Samantha, we can have a great we'll tour. Say Samantha, of, me, Barry, and Aaron are going to sleep over. That's right. We can have a great <laughs> tour of LA. And then I'm sure they'll love that. Yeah. We yeah, can she'll just, love it. We'll jump. We'll just jump in <laughs> the La Brea like, Tar Pits. <laughs> yeah. And end it all, and that'll be it. It'll be just like a, a Samantha will be like, "Fuck no." Yeah. Who? Aaron Mage. Well, should be Aaron. Be all right, but me and you, Barry. No, I don't think so. New number. New phone. Who dis? Ah, <laughs> uh, 
All right, so yeah, that's LA DVT, and now we have. Uh, it's a very catchy little tune, right there. Yes, I must it say. is. It is very catchy. Definitely, right? it is. All right, a golden day. The next one, golden days. This is my hang-up, and I admit I have many hang-ups. <laughs> as Barry well knows, <laughs> you prefaced it well, yeah. <laughs> when relatively young people like Brendan sing about nostalgia and growing old, older and stuff, it just yeah. it, it, it like makes me mad. It irritates me. It's like shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's listen to, uh, go- yeah, not golden years. Let's listen to golden, golden days. days. <laughs> I found a pile of Polaroids in the crates of a record shop. They were sexy, sexy looking back from a night that time forgot. good song it's, it's actually a really good song this it's, whole record though it's just if you like him you're gonna like this yes. it's like <laughs> right, because right. Like, it's, it's him. just him like vocally yes. it's just like right more and more and more and more it's like the tempo. so conversely if you don't like him you're gonna hate yeah, it no yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm finding like, that the like Luis, or the, Luis I'm probably finding lays the, at night like oh that God, the uh, vodka and orange juice is definitely helping with my enjoyment of the album <laughs> you gotta kind of just let yourself go to it Barry <laughs> surrender yourself to the music man yeah well, there yeah. you go it's fine <laughs> so he's what you know, so he's, go ahead go ahead Aaron. You, you know you were gonna ask how old he is yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, is where he, was he in 1979? <laughs> where was he in 1979? He wasn't born yet. Not, was not born yet. I was not born yet in 1979. <laughs> all, right, all right, Well, <laughs> it was nice having you on the show, Aaron. It was yeah. great. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry we're out of time. Yeah. So, so he's in sorry. my first rock band. No. In 78, actually, is in my first rock band. So. There you go. Oh, just so, a number, uh, Barry. Age is just a number. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Seems to have a significance the bigger it gets. A much higher number for us. Yeah. <laughs> there, there will be one day that I will be sitting in your shoes. Yeah, you will, but me and, and Barry won't be able to nah, hear it because we'll be dead. You're never going to be a. You're never going to be a 55 year old man. So. Oh no, for sure. No, no. Unless I'm not. I'm not looking to. I'm not science, looking to change. Let no, science sure, no. take some weird turns. No, I'm. I'm super happy. Yeah, not being on. a 50 something old man. Gotcha. So you get so Aaron, you're young, but. You, 
did you get? Because at first he's talking about the glory days of someone from the seventies. So he's talking about Polaroids, and he's talking about Farrah Fawcett here. So you at least know a I little had, bit about that, right? I had the right? Farrah Fawcett poster. So of course, so did I. Everybody of course, had that every poster. Teen, every, every teenage guy boy our had age that. had the Farrah Fawcett poster. Yes. Do you even so, know what that is, Aaron? Do, do you know that Farrah Fawcett? Yeah, I know Farrah Fawcett. The, but no, I mean, that specific Farrah Fawcett you poster. Google oh, Farrah for sure. The, with the with the her hair blowing and her arms back in the in the red bathing suit or the red tank top, whatever it is. Yeah, one piece bathing suit. Yes. I know it. Yeah. For sure. All right. <laughs> it's in a cold room, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that that song is obviously not autobiographical so much as it is a storytelling. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think so, people 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 romanticize that era in a way that's not. It, it, and I understand what it's like. People, it's like people who romanticize the eighties. Right. Yeah. And, and it's no, great. It's, I, no. No. I, it's great to be young enough to look at the 80s and sort of have a, an appreciation for it. Say, oh, that looks cool. Because <laughs> at no, the time, it was The 80s cool. were not cool. No, it was not the 80s, cool. They were no. <laughs> Not cool but, at all. Yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like he's self-aware enough to, uh, to realize that, because uh, later on, when he's thinking about, like, these are the golden, like, his days now, yeah. these are the golden days that he's going to yeah. look back on eventually. Right. Right. Yes. yes. You hit the nail on the head. That's Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That's it. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's got some good lyrics in this. I bet they met some uh, diplomats on uh, Bianca Jagger's new yacht with their caviar and dead cigars, and the air was sauna hot. Uh, yeah, that, that's cool. Bianca Jagger. There's a name that you, yeah, you have to definitely know. I wonder if he had to like Google or ask his parents or right, something. Who's about Bianca Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I know that he was, um, he tells a story live a lot about how growing up, um, Saturday was clean the house day. And he said his parents would take out a different record and you clean the house and you clean the house to your records. And oh, he, nice. That's cool. I like you that. You know, that. Yeah, that's how he has the Queen influence and the Billy Joel he's a big fan of. And oh, okay, okay. So, you know, that's where he he would know some of the stuff that's older than his chronological age. And I mean, to be fair, so do I. My parents raised me on a lot of that stuff there as well. Lot, and right. There's a lot of good stuff. Look, I was born in 1964, so I wasn't around for the, a lot of the great jazz that was recorded in the 50s. I right. love it just as much as people who were there. So, you know. Right. For sure. And that's it's like why... Kids- I was going to say, it's like kids now that are into Nirvana that were, you know, born after Kurt died. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, same God. concept. Right. Oh, God, those kids are so annoying, though. Well, you know. <laughs> Let them Shut have their thing, the... Rob. They, did, they didn't get to live the glory days. Let them have their <laughs> thing. Know, you're right. I should. I have to learn to do that, Aaron. I, you got to help yeah. me with that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. All right. So now we get... Uh, I, this next song, I would like it more if it didn't have the oh, whoa, whoa, a lot of the woes. I, I, I don't like that. To me, that's like a... Cliche. Yeah, it's a little too much. I cliche. like the oh, whoa, woes. Of but course But then do. again, this, <laughs> this is well, also coming from the girl that likes all the na-na-nas in a Blink-182 right. song as well. Right. So. Well, the, 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 it's almost like it's built for like live when everyone can sing along to it, which I guess I, I, I get that. I could appreciate it, but it's just, yes. I don't know. But I really yep, also it is, And it is, a, yeah, it's a fantastic song live as well, yes. All right. Well, let's listen do a little bit of the good, the bad, and the dirty. Truth is that it was always going to end. The symphony buzzing in my head took a market of filth and sold like summer. True, 
All of the good girls act so good So one of them does it, wait their turn Turn the memory to stone and carve your shoulder Hey, holy roller start a fight you better throw the first punch make it a good one and if you want to make it through the night you better say my name all right i'm gonna come out and say i'm not buying that brendan has gotten into that uh, so many street fights (laughs) i don't see him as that street fight kind of guy not for nothing but no (laughs) to me (laughs) to me the way i take it as not a like you're when you throw a jab at someone verbally Oh, okay, okay. There you like go. That. Like that. Like I'm not. I'm not yeah. like taking you to the street to brawl. We're yeah. you know we're gonna we're gonna have words about something. We're gonna dance it out. We need to. Talk yeah. about, <laughs> we need to talk about something. <laughs> I, I feel like that we've made a lot of Bowie references already tonight, but that. Yeah. You you dance it out and you dance in the streets. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, but dancing in the streets is Martha and the Vandellas, though, right? That they, they that's a cover, right? Who does dancing in the street? Dancing in the Martin street. Martin and the Vandellas, right. originally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. there's that, there's that yeah. horrifying that horrible. video with oh, him and God Mick Jagger. Oh, Bowie and Mick Jagger. I love that. What, see, that's, see, that was, my, that was what that's I grew up on. Difference. That was my childhood. Like, oh, that's Aaron. the difference between being our age and being in the 80s and being your age and yeah, looking at yeah, the 80s and, true. and being say, like, oh, that's uh-huh. kind of cute. Oh, God. Oh, for sure. Mortified. Like much, yeah, you're like why? Why there's much, so much? How much coke was did they do before they did this? A lot, video? yeah, a lot. Uh, there's a so lot. much shoulder shimmying. I love oh, the shoulder shimmying God. in that video. That's great. It's so <laughs> crass. It's such a crass. See, Aaron always like, sees the good and everything. We see the bad. We see the like the marketing yeah. department going. <laughs> yep. You know. All right. So this next one, we have more whoa oh but it's actually a, a pretty. It's actually a pretty song. And again, he's singing about memories, like all these memories. Like, how the fuck does he have all these memories? Yeah, I'm, I feel like a little of both. I think that, you know, it's where he's at that crossroads in life where it's revisiting, um, you know, his past and how he got to this point. Right. And then looking forward, what's it, what's it going to look like in 10, 20, 30 years down the road when I look back at this transitional time in my life? Yes. Yeah, because this is a big crossroads record for him, right? It is. Yeah, definitely. definitely And also, it it was, you know, he he had, um, in between the record that I Write Sins Not Tragedies is on, 
and Death of a Bachelor, he had two, three, I think, Panic records. Sorry, I'm a little hairy on the history. But, That's okay. Uh, That's okay. But I know that there was kind of like an ebb and flow where they were all the way up, and then they were around still, but not to right. the degree yeah. that right. they ramped it back up with Death of a Bachelor, and he got, had so much success from this record. It was right. like, a, like a newfound level of fandom i mean myself included i was not i was not originally a fan in 2005 or whatever or whatever it was when they were original originally on the scene but and uh so to me this was also a turning point in his career as well and and i believe he acknowledges that to the best of my knowledge too right and it's also interesting you said he was a he's a big fan of Billy Joel too, and that makes fans. That makes sense that he actually uh, got rid of his his entire band too, because that's like something yeah, Billy Joel did. Joel did. Yeah, <laughs> right. And didn't we? We also uh, in that My Chemical Romance record, there's a track where I go, "This is Billy Joel," and you're like, "Oh my god!" You're oh yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, you did. That's right. <laughs> that's true. All right, let's listen to a little bit of House of Memory. Just get lonelier The longer you're in love Than if you were alone Memories turn into daydreams Become a taboo I don't want to be afraid The deeper that I go It takes my breath away Soft hearts, electric souls of O's is um, where have I heard that maybe I've heard maybe it's a panic in the disco thing that I've heard in the past <laughs> yeah and I go could be, could this, be, right? and I go this this I, I you know where is this coming from probably him was he always was it more of a cooperative effort early on or was he always was it pretty much his baby you know I think that it was pretty much always his baby. Um, I don't have a lot of back knowledge before this this, record as as to the inner mechanics of of the band. This forceful personality and the ability to do it themselves, it almost, you almost end up in a Foo Fighters situation or or a Rivers Cuomo Mm -hmm. situation. Right, right, right. You know, there's a name for the band, but... You know, come on. It's the, it's the yeah. It's one guy's concept. It's one guy. Even Radiohead with Tom York, they say, you know, we're all we all basically bend to his will. That's what we do. It's, right, 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 right. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. He's definitely uh, he's definitely Prince. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would Prince say, and the Revolution. It could have just been Prince and the people are like, yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> and, and notice the trend here that you're talking about people who. Like every single one of them is so um, Dave Grohl, Rivers Cuomo, Prince yeah. is so perfectionistic 
right. with yes. how yeah, yeah, the music right. comes out. Right. And Missy Elliott, as, people like that yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink. I know I've mentioned Blink already once tonight, but right. maybe and I'll make you guys you know, listen to Blink next you, time. Those are not. <laughs> I, co- I know. I was getting that vibe, but which is fine. That's good. They're not cooperative <laughs> ventures so much as they are. Okay. This this is this person's vision and get right, on board right, get right, on board right. or get on board or hit the, hit hit the, the road, road. pal. <laughs> All right, so we get the final track, which I like. This is probably my favorite song on the record. Uh, it's a really pretty somber uh, album closer. Uh, also very Sinatra esque. All right, here's a question. Before we listen to this last song, uh, here's a question I have for both of you: If Sinatra was still alive today, would he? Uh, would he? Those two assholes are talking about me. I know. Would he Why wa- are they talking about me on their show? Flattered? Send would- somebody over there to <laughs> shut them up. No, right. Would he be flattered by this? Or would he have some guys, I, I want that Brendan guy's yeah. legs, legs broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like he'd be incredibly flattered because it comes from a place of respect so. and admiration. I would hope so. I, I would hope so. Mm, I think so, you, I think you gotta do, do a little reading on Frank Sinatra. You're gonna <laughs> no, be no, like, no, no, no. Let's go with Jimmy Aaron. Rocco. Go we're, break his we're legs. We're old negative guys. Let's go with Aaron. She's probably right. Let's listen right. to a little bit of an impossible year. There's no sunshine This impossible year Only black days and sky gray And clouds full of fear And storms full of sorrow That won't disappear Just typhoons and monsoons This impossible year Just a beachfront of bad blood And a coast that's unclear All the guests at the party They're so insincere They just intrude and exclude This impossible Frank Sinatra would actually send a cease and desist for he's copying my delivery. <laughs> right. He, I mean, he's definitely got it down. You know, when uh, t- they kept asking, like, Hardy's restaurant kept asking Tom Waits to do a commercial for them or something, a Burger King or some shit like that, and he kept turning them down. And then they just they got found, somebody, no, they found somebody that, that sounded mm-hmm. like Tom yeah, yeah, Waits, yeah, and, they just did and then anyway. he sued them, and he won because he was oh. the... <laughs> yeah, you can... Wow. Yeah, but he's not exactly Sinatra there. Sinatra talks a little more than that. He's got a yeah, little yeah, more yeah. of a talky thing. He's a, he's, but he's got that crooner <laughs> oh, thing going. Totally. But the, ly- the lyrics in this are good. Uh, there's no you and me, this impossible year, only heartache and heartbreak and gin made of tears. The bitter pill I swallow, the scars souvenir, that tattoo, your last bruise, this impossible year. Yeah. Those are good lyrics. It is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
And it definitely, it's definitely a throwback to a different era of songwriting and yes. delivery and stuff. Yeah. He's, uh, and you yeah. can tell he's definitely a, a homage. Fan. Yeah, an homage. Yeah. His parents, his Mormon parents playing yeah. that while they're cleaning the goddamn right. mouth. It pays. <laughs> put, put one song on there they can play for their friends at church. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that's a sign of a well rounded musician when you can take from so many different uh, genres and so many different vocal elements and and musician why uh, musicianship wise you know across the board there's a lot of different things going on in this record and subsequently other panic records as well that you know you're constantly looking for new inspiration and i think a lot of bands get dragged for something like that that actually works for him do you know what i mean like yes. a lot of yeah. bands yeah. get like the oh i i want them back at their old sound but it's funny because even though Panic has a very distinct sound that's recognizable and it's mostly Brendan Urie's vocals, yeah. there's right. also, so, like, it's so transformative, like, what he does with each different record. Although that um, piano ballad is a staple of every album that he has, there's at least one. Ah, <laughs> He's got to have that okay. piano ballad on there. Which yeah, for sure. everybody's got their Why thing. Why not? Why not? Right. Well, you know, Rivers Cuomo, the guy he's got on the writing some of the songs... We we discussed that during the the previous up your previous episode. He was a scientist about how song const- yes. were constructed. Yes. Yeah, right, right. And uh-huh. so yeah, you know, he wasn't um, for him. It was not a. There was a certain process that was going to be followed, and that's how you get a hit. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I well, a couple things. First, the first time I saw Panic at the Disco was that summer that they toured with Death of a Bachelor for the first cycle. Um, they went on tour with Weezer and Andrew McMahon, who I also just love and adore. There you go. Oh, look at you. Oh, God, you must have been in heaven. Yeah, it was, it was the greatest. I was so happy. Like, yeah. I, can't, okay. like I can't even articulate the happiness and joy. But, but that, makes, so, that makes me happy, thinking about you being so happy. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, so Two that miserable and, fucks like me and Barry. Me and Rob <laughs> sitting away in the back looking at our phones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just bouncing up and down, singing every lyric. Yeah, and exactly. Well, that's good. Yeah, we, people. Be, if you're listening, be be more like Aaron. Be be less like less me like Robin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just Aaron, come every every so often and inject a little sunshine into your life. That's what there we go. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> as usual, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, it's always great having you on. And you could uh, basically come on and talk about anything. It would be a good show. It would. That's the it thing. would. Because yeah. you're Thanks, so positive. Yeah, Don't take you, that as a challenge you by any means. <laughs> I thought I had you on this one. I really did. No, we're, you know what? <laughs> it's not my thing, but it's also hard to fault the what's going on here. Exactly. As, exactly. Know, it's the true. craft yeah. that's at work here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, uh, so maybe you'll be a Panic fan after today. Yes. But no, just uh, just the four. No, I'll be able to recognize. No, Dave Matthews band. I'll be able to recognize Panic at the Disco (laughs) when it comes on the radio or I hear it. I'll be like, "Oh, that's Panic at the Disco." But being a fan, let's not. You know, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next week we got uh, what do we got, Barry? We got our friend Chris Chris White White with uh, the Flaming Lips in a priest-driven ambulance, and Chris is. uh, He's been through some stuff, as they say. Oh, yeah, that's right. And okay, so well, we'll uh, he's going to come on. And, uh, he's still alive, though, right? Still as alive. As far as we know? Okay, I, I, good. He seems to be alive as of our last communication. So. Okay, good. 
All right, so that's next week. Don't forget uh, to subscribe, to rate, and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you go to Instagram, it's at That Record Got Me High. On Facebook, That Record Got Me High. And also the Facebook group, uh, That Facebook group Got Me High. We're on Spotify. We're on We're Apple. all over the Apple place, iTunes. Yes. Leave us a nice review. There you go. And don't forget, Erin, uh, she's got the... Uh, as, uh, aside from 104.3 The Shark She's got live apparatus And she's got her uh, podcast Gone Overboard with Aaron So you could definitely check that out Aaron, thank you again so much for Yes, being thank on the you show. You're awesome Our Thank pleasure. you guys, it's been a blast as always As always Alright, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week Once again, that is Barry Stock That is Rob Elba And we'll see you guys next week We're out What a wonderful world I think to myself What a wonderful